0: Well, our topic today is one that will create a lot of uh, interest and, and a lot of questions, Jim. I, I, th- I think both.
1: Amen, amen. Uh, yeah,
0: right. Um, <laughs> we're going to talk today. We have never done this. I, I've been doing this 18 years, but I've never really talked about much about this subject. We, we've talked a little bit here and there, but not as a topic.
1: I think it's because we've heard so many people talk on this mm. topic, so many books written on this topic, mm-hmm. but they, a lot of them seems to be very contrary to what the Spirit of the Lord has spoken to us, yes. and I think that's the reason why we're bringing this forth this morning.
0: I would agree 100%. Yeah. Um, you're, you're sitting there saying, okay, tell us the name of the topic today, okay, I will. The topic is the end times. But God gave me a word um, last night at, at nine, thir- 9 o'clock in, in the evening, and it was, God is not a destroyer. He is a restorer. Because so many people think the end times are nothing but gloom and doom because that's what they've been told. And, and you're not going to get gloom and doom here. Um, we call it the good news the Good News Program. And if it's all about gloom and doom, it's not good news.
1: No, that's right.
0: And this, Jim, may turn out to be a three- to five-part series. I don't know. We'll see what the Lord has to uh, say about it. But um, but uh, in some circles, when this topic is, is brought up, many, and as a, as a younger man, I can be one of them, many horrifying images come up. Things that, like atomic bombs and war and death and destruction, uh, we're here to tell you that things, you know, stuff may happen because man is in a fallen state, but it's not God doing it. So many people say, well, God's going to destroy the earth and God's going to do this and kill two-thirds of the people, whatever. No, back to what he gave me last night. God is not a destroyer. He is a restorer. And we're going to we're gonna prove that to you today, that God is love, and God wants to reconcile all to himself. He doesn't want to destroy things and people. He wants to reconcile people to Rich, him.
1: Rich, doesn't he say that it's not my will that any should perish? That's right. So if you want to know the will of God... He says, it's not my will that any should perish. So, you know, meditate on that a while today and see what the Lord gives you.
0: Yeah. And, and Jim, you can't talk about end times without bringing up the book of Revelation. I'm going to read something. It's out of The Passion. It's an explanation of the book of Revelation that I thought was just fantastic. I mean, beautiful. It's The Passion Bible, you said? The Passion Bible. It's, It's an introduction to the book of Revelation. And, and Jim and I, of course, believe that John wrote the book of Revelation in the Spirit on the Isle of Patmos. And when you're in the Spirit, it's all about types and shadows and mysteries and things like that. But the ultimate purpose of the book of Revelation is to reveal Jesus Christ in us. And we're going to talk, you know, a little bit about, okay, well, what about these seals and vials and whatever? Well, we're going to talk about that. And if not this one, we'll talk about it next week or whatever, God willing. But I'm going to read this. It says, of all the 66 books that comprise our Bible, the last book is meant to thrill and exhilarate The believer. Well, that's not what you're hearing out there, Jim, in some cases. Hmm. I love this. It says, A beautiful Christ is unveiled, and an overcoming company of saints is seen rising into his fullness. The book of Revelation is exciting, it's powerful, dynamic, and more than meets the eye. It can be more to us than merely an unveiling of events to come. And that's where I think people stray off of what the book of Revelation is all about. They're trying to list dates and times that this is going to happen and that's going to happen and pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib, all this stuff when it's not that complicated.
1: Well, there's a lot of books out there that people are making tons of money off of. (laughs) I mean, I just got to say it like it is, and I think God's people have been feeding on a lot of those books. Yeah, and uh, I threw
0: all of them away. Yeah, they. Need, I had them because I was really yeah, into that at one. Both time. of us. Yeah, both of us. Yeah, and and I was hanging on every word. And all, there's a lot of books out there that are hopefully out of print because, I mean, there was one book, uh, God's coming back in 1977 or something like that, or the Rapture is going to occur in 19. You know. And people paid money and they believed what this author was saying. Well, I'm telling you, when you start naming dates and naming situations and trying to put up posters and timelines and all that.
1: Well, you know, Rich, if you really believe that God's going to destroy everything, then you're going to be looking for a way of escape. Yes, And when man writes a book on how you can escape all
0: this... You're interested.
1: That's right. And you'll spend your $15 or whatever. That's right. Uh, but, you know, God really is not interested in, in you escaping. He's interested in restoring you so you can go and restore the earth with him.
0: Yes. I heard someone say he's not interested in you going up. He's interested in you growing up.
1: Right. Amen.
0: Okay, let me finish what I was reading here. It says, it can be more to us than merely an unveiling of events to come. Just like we were saying, it can be an experience of encountering Christ. Uh, phew, that's That says it right there. Revelation is a glory book and requires a glory heart to receive it. God is ready to unveil this book to those who are ready to, to embrace it, to eat it, and, fully, and live fully in the splendor of Christ. This is more than a vision given to John. It is meant to be an inward discovery, a delightful unveiling within us. This is not a drama of Satan's worst, but a supernatural drama of God's best. Pouring through his beautiful son, Jesus Christ. I mean, that's a mic drop moment there. I good. mean, we could sign off, and it's if that's good. all you heard today, then yeah. you heard some serious gold nuggets yeah. that you could take with you. Folks, if it, if it invokes fear... Um, Throw it out. It's not God. No, it isn't. He, he does not want his kids to be fearful
1: he's not the he's not the author of fear no but power and love love casts out all
0: fear he is perfect love right so if he's perfect love there should be no fear and worry about the future
1: for god has not given us a spirit of fear
0: but of power and love and a sound mind sound mind right i think we have some believers out there you know the Chicken little the sky's falling the sky's falling yeah like I said earlier there, there could be some things that happen out there but yeah. it's not God God's not the author of it no it's
1: it's like the Lord showed me many many years ago when I thought I saw some kind of a vision of some kind of destruction and I I saw the vision I said Lord what is what is all that destruction and he said son that's not destruction it's construction. And it's just like in our what life. Difference. Yeah, it's just like in our life, brothers and sisters. You know, you go through some things, and um, y- you know, you don't like what you're going through, and some of them are painful and harmful. But when you go through them, you notice a good change has taken place in you. So, was it really destruction you were going through, or was it construction? It, you came out of it a better person. Okay, James talks
0: about that. Just like I said, he's not a destroyer; he's right. a restorer. That's—he's right. constructing in you right. the nature of Jesus Christ, his mind, his nature, his ability. And when when people get the hold of that, Jim, it's going to set the world on its yeah. ear. Yeah, it, will. it and will. And so many times there's talk about, well, God's going to end this world. Well. The only part of the world he's going to end is the world system. Right. And he will end the world system. And you can see that with your natural eye. You don't need to have spiritual eyes to see that it's all crumbling before us. Right. Right. And, yeah, we may go through some trying times, but but God is always not just with us. He's with us. But he's in us, mm-hmm. and he does not see his seed begging for bread. He will provide. He is the provider, and he is the restorer, and he is the he is the reconciler, and we are to be reconciles reconcilers. We are to reconcile that which is lost. That's why one of the reasons we're here on this earth is to lead people to Jesus. In a sense that. Where they feel part of the family, they're reconciled to Him.
1: Yeah, and it's leading them to Jesus. It's not leading them to us
0: or a religion,
1: right? It's yeah, it's not. It's not leading us um, to show them any other way other than Jesus. I mean, Jesus said, "I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come to the Father, or no man can get an understanding of the Father's kingdom, unless it's through me." So. Jesus is the all, <laughs> period. He is the all. And and every sermon should be leading you as an individual to the Lord. And I think this, this is where religion has really missed it uh, over the past centuries or so. Um, they have made this relationship with Christ a do-it-yourself relationship. It's almost like you have to do this, you have to do that. And, and the Lord is saying, no, my dear son, my dear daughter, I already finished it on the cross. That's what I meant when I said it is finished. You were put in a right relationship with me. It's, it's done. And now all you need to do is seek my face and let me reveal to you the actual place that you have in my kingdom, which is sitting at the right
0: hand of God. Amen. Um, you know, this thing within the Christian church is uh, on end times is called eschatology mm, yeah. and, and like Jim said we both were into this some 30 years ago and have since come out of this um, but let me, let me just tell you what the word eschatology means I, I looked it up and the word eschatology means the study of end things whether of the end of an individual life, of the, end of, of the end of an age, the end of the world, which we explain what world is going to end, and it will end. Or the nature of the kingdom of God. Some folks, you know, like Jim and I, we, we were consumed with this. And it becomes so important to you that you lose sight of. Of the most important thing, some you know I have lo- I lost my first love there for a while because I was so consumed with eschatology that I took my eyes off the Lord and put it on eschatology
1: on religion
0: on religion when this was going to happen when that is the pre-trib mid-trib post what you know I mean it was just I look back now and I go that's all nonsense it has nothing to do with your relationship with the Lord. There has to be a trust factor that you trust that he knows what he's doing and whatever happens out there, he's going to see you through it.
1: That's what I loved about Brother Eddie. Rich, you and I sit under him for quite a number of years. Whenever you talked about the tribulation, uh, they would ask him, do you think it's pre-trib or mid-trib? He said, I think it's pan-trib. And they said, what do you mean pan-trib, Brother Eddie? He says, it's going to pan out the way God wants it to. There, there you go. <laughs> there
0: you go. That's right. Well, anyway, um, I, I, me personally, I'll just say this. me, I'm not speaking for you, but I think a lot of this end-time stuff um is causing confusion in the church. Tremendous. Do you agree?
1: Tremendous, yeah, tremendous.
0: You know, and, and and Jesus, you know, the Lord, the Father, is not the author of confusion. And fear. And fear. Well, we talked about that earlier. We'll bring fear. that up again. Confusion and fear is not of God.
1: No, no way.
0: Not of God. And many of these books contain prophecies that... Will never take place. Yep. Now, now, do they give you a refund on that book? <laughs> no. <laughs> but anyway, uh, there's so much confusion on this subject than probably any other subject in the Christian community. Um, and, and the key to all of this is keep your eyes on Jesus. It's it looking unto Jesus, Not the author. On a, uh, love the preachers, love the pastors, love the prophets, love all the fivefold ministry. But they will, if they truly are honest with you, they will tell you, "Don't put your eyes on me. Put your eyes on Jesus, and leave them there, because He is the author and finisher of your faith." Yeah. I'm just here as an instrument. Jim and I are here on this podcast and radio program as an instrument to try to hopefully challenge you into maybe going deeper with the Lord.
1: Well, you know, Rich, you talked about the fivefold ministry, apostle, prophet, and etc. Uh and that's good, but what I don't think that most people in the church realize is that at some point in your Christian journey or your relationship with Jesus, you're supposed to get beyond the fivefold ministry. Yes. Uh, you know, they write in the scriptures that the fivefold ministry has been given to us until mm-hmm. until. And right now I think that there's an until com- company in the earth today that God is gathering unto himself. And that's really what the gospel is all about. It's about a personal, one-on-one relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ in you, which has been the great mystery. Mm -hmm. Paul talked about, this is a great mystery. I'm going to tell you a secret, but it's Christ in you. So once we start waking up to the reality of Christ in me... You find that you start shutting out all the other voices, Mm. Uh, even though many of them are wonderful people that you've loved, that you've sat under for many decades in some cases. But at some point, you have got to get still and be quiet and know that he is Lord. And that apostle, that pastor, they are not Lord. Okay? They are not Lord. There's only one Lord, one faith. And one baptism and that's Jesus Christ.
0: And his kingdom. Yeah. Because in Luke one thirty three it says, He shall reign. <laughs> he shall reign and in, in his kingdom there shall be no end. So that's what you want to hook your wagon to mm-hmm. is him and knowing that I mean this all this everything you see is gonna end. You know, every world power had their demise at one point, right? When you look at history. Yeah, Yeah, you look at history, every single world power, the Greeks, the Romans, the Babylonians, the, you know, Medo-Persians, they all went down the tubes at one time or another.
1: Yeah, and I'm sure people that were in Rome or Egyptians, they thought it was probably going to go on forever. Yes. Yes. Uh, But it didn't go on forever because it was not bringing the kingdom of God to earth. The problem with man since day one is every time God has blessed him and prospered him, of course we see this a great deal in the Old Testament and in the life of the nation of Israel. Every time God blesses and prospers a country, uh, even and we can use America you can see now where America's become exalted. They're starting to change the truth into a lie. You know, we don't even know the definition of a woman anymore. Come on, jeez. So it's it's judgment time. But again, when you talk about judgment, Isaiah said, when God's judgments are in the earth, then the people will learn righteousness. He didn't say, then God's going to kill everybody and and put them in a microwave oven somewhere. He said, no, the people will learn righteousness. They'll learn about this righteous, loving God that they serve. So, you know, we should welcome the judgments of God in our life. But again, this is another misnomer, the way judgment has been preached from the pulpits.
0: Um, That's another, you know, we are definitely going to bring that topic up because it goes along with This topic, yeah, yeah, because you know there's been a lot of miscommunication.
1: Judgment's coming,
0: yeah, Yeah. and and we're going to talk about that. So stay tuned for that. But Jim, the Bible says the Holy Spirit is our teacher, right? Amen. Where is he? Where's the Holy Spirit? Oh, he's up in
1: heaven somewhere. Yeah, no, (laughs) some planet out
0: there. (laughs) He is. He's everywhere. Oh, guess what? The, The only thing you need to be concerned with is he's inside of you. Yeah, greater is he, the Holy Spirit, that is in you, than he that is in the world. In Christ in you, the hope of glory. One more one more thing. This is a topic Jim and I could probably talk the rest of the day on, and we may end up doing that. But anyway, I want, let me just finish this thought so I don't forget it. <laughs> it says, uh, and so... So here's the key. This is the challenge that we're going to issue to you today, and that is spend less time worrying about future events and eschatology and who the Antichrist is and all that, because it has nothing to do with your relationship with the Lord. Yeah. It doesn't. Yeah. And so spend more time with him and less time worrying about the future world, political events, uh, reading books that promote gloom and doom and fear. Uh, you know, I just, I quit looking at all that, Jim. And, and yes, it's titillating, and yes, it's like, ooh. That's, well,
1: the flesh eats it up. Oh, the flesh eats yeah. it up. Yeah.
0: But decades ago, I stopped looking to man and and started fixing my eyes on Jesus because he is the author and finisher of our faith. There's nowhere your eyes should be but on him.
1: Yeah, uh, I think of the scriptures in Hebrews where Paul says in times past, God spoke to us through the prophets, but now he speaks to us through the Son.
0: But now.
1: But now today. he speaks to us through the Son. Probably one of the wisest old prophets I ever, I didn't know him personally, I'd met him, I listened to him a time or two at a uh, meeting that I attended, and, uh, and he was known as a prophet all over the world. I mean, this man even had an audience with the Pope. Pentecostal brother, David C, maybe some of you know his name, uh, but when David walked up to the microphone at this meeting, he started out by saying, don't listen to the prophets anymore, <laughs> and it was like, what? <laughs> what? What are you talking about, David? He said, don't listen to the prophets anymore. He said, in times past, God did speak to us through the prophets, but now, my brothers and sisters, but now... He's speaking to us through the Son and even the Apostle Paul said that God chose to reveal His Son in me. Now if that same Spirit of Christ is in you, which you know it is, then everything the Scripture is trying to convey to you is look to the Lord Jesus Christ. Look to the Son of God inside of you where the kingdom of God is the kingdom of God is within you Jesus was always trying to convey that point to everybody that he met on the earth but (laughs) somehow or other uh well we won't we won't go there but um we just feel like we're sharing our heart with you this morning and uh He's the answer. Yeah from from Genesis to Revelations, it's all about Jesus Christ. That's funny he said Bible. that
0: because um, I, w- I was I was going to say that that um, Genesis is the book of beginnings, Revelation is the book of consummation. All things are made new as we are given a new name, a new nature, a new song, a new message a new Jerusalem, a realm of union with God, a new heaven, a new government, thank God, we don't like the government we got right now, and a new earth, a new order, a new order um, expression. The Bible ends with the passing away of all that is old. And, the you know, Jim, some people are going to struggle with that. They're comfortable with the old, they're familiar with the old
1: but yeah, what well, we all struggle with to some extent sure, or another even sure. within ourselves, there's a lot of old ways of thinking that we still need to be delivered from yes so uh and yeah, and uh, of course that's that's what Armageddon's all about
0: <laughs> in the brain yeah. yeah the um there is a right now we are living in an age right now, Jim where there is a passing away of all that is old. It's been very clear to both of us that the old is passing away and the establishment of all that is new is coming. It's here. I I, I can't say it's coming, it's already it's rising. It's rising. Yeah, it's rising. The the symbols of deeper realities require ears to hear and hearts to discern. And that's again, that's what I ask the Lord for me. And Jim, and for you, is to have ears to hear and hearts to discern. I mean, some of the things we don't think anything we've said so far is, it is controversial, but you may think so, and that's okay. And if you have questions, go to kingdombuilding73 at gmail.com. And, you know, all we can do is share what the Lord has shared with us. Mm. We don't consider ourselves experts. I think anybody that considers themselves an expert maybe should <laughs> look in the mirror and say do i look like an expert <laughs> i'm just messing with you but anyway you know last time i checked the bible says it's a it's a word of good news yeah and we're trying to dispel the gloom and doom news that some believers in books and in pulpits and whatever you know you you'd sit there and think is this the gloom and doom network or is this the good news network yeah you know and it if if it's the good news then we must step back and look at the bible and look at the lord as not someone that's going to destroy but someone that's going to restore a, re- a restoration has to take place in the body of Christ before it's going to go out into the world he said when you are one the world's going to believe yep. and the church is not one it's fragmented it's devised, divided it's it's just Go to six different churches in your area, and you're going to hear potentially six different messages.
1: Go to six thousand different churches, and uh, you're going you to go. Yeah, and the scripture says that there's only one truth. Um, I think there's the verse in Revelation. I think it's the last chapter 22 in, in Revelations, uh, where it talks about the holy city of God. And uh, John said, "I saw the holy city of God coming down from heaven to earth." That's an
0: interesting verse. You know what? Hold that thought because we have to take a break and we'll okay. be right back.